Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Pink Floyd at Rock 102. Steve, who's that? What's what's that? Who, who, is there somebody else in the room here? It's the what? guy who was faking sick for the last three days. I wasn't faking nothing. <laughs> I have an email to prove otherwise. <laughs> From who? <laughs> From you. I wasn't faking nothing. You sent that info for that Iron Duke interview, and yeah. in the email it said, "Hey, uh, could you uh, could you give me uh, uh, some info on this event, just so I have something to give to back or uh, to Steve and Dave?" And that was on Friday, which kind of made it new that you were going to be no, out on Monday, no. Tuesday, and Wednesday. <laughs> no, that's so I could have something to share for to you guys uh-huh. with you guys, so sure. that the interview. Wouldn't fall flat. Listen, if that's the hill you want to die on, Bax, then that's the hill you want to die on. I Let me can't tell you something about that. I'm going to talk to you about the hill and how close to dying I was. Oh, had I not sorry seen the walking. All right, let's table <clears throat> this, guys, till the 6 a.m. hour. Okay, fine, uh, fine. Hosp- is- hospice care. We'll yeah. talk about. <laughs> it's apparently a uh, Thunderbird Thursday. I'm just walking in. Today's my Monday, so yeah, you can imagine how confused I am. <laughs> So we'll talk, we'll talk to Tommy Cross and give away some tickets and a bunch of other stuff this morning, too. It's 536. We're back, Steve and Dave and Rock 102. I've struck gold. Grab the prize. Hit the jackpot. Ding, 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 ding. You're a winner. Congratulations to Kevin S. of Granby, who won $2,500 with... And the doors with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Your forecast for today, lots of sunshine, some clouds, and highs of about 72 with a good chance of margaritas. See, see, it's like Cinco, yeah, Cinco uh, de Mayo. I'm pretty yeah. sure with all the medication I'm on, yeah. I'm not allowed to have margaritas. Well, but double for me and Steve, then. No, I, I don't drink, you, so. Yeah. No. Sorry. So, all right. Well, triple like, for me, I so guess. You one, want to smoke a bone outside? So one, one third of this show is going to get stewed on margaritas. <laughs> I'll get high. All all right. Right. I don't mind. I'm, I'm high right now. I'll watch both. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll have extra albuterol and see how that, uh, how that lands. <laughs> Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. When uh, Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage Tuesday night, it was not immediately clear what kind of weapon the man had. Uh, Did he have a fake gun and a knife, a fake gun and a fake knife? Well, it turns out it was a real knife sticking out of a fake gun. The blade sticks out of the barrel, like a a bayonet, but you can also fold it back like a switchblade. It's a 50% Fake weapon. Yeah. Hmm. Ah, that's, uh... You know, you're trying to conceal something. Concealing it in a weapon probably isn't the best idea. You know, usually you put that in, like, a thermos. Yeah. Oh, I'm just bringing my thermos to the Dave Chappelle show. Oh, we'll go right through security, young man. Huh. What did, um... What did Tom Cotter write the other... Uh, yesterday? He wrote something... You know, like... You why doesn't this happen to... Oh, God, I gotta, I gotta find it. It's absolutely hysterical. Oh, so he could go viral, too? Yeah, why aren't they attacking opera singers, poets, and yodelers who clearly deserve a beating? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, he's there a, you go. He's got some very good sense that time. Uh, I'm glad it was, I was Johnny on the spot with that one, with with, Cot- with Cotter's comedy. That's all right. You were sick the last couple of days. Now you're just getting back into the groove. I don't think anyone can expect anything out of me today or it, tomorrow. It's 5.53 or 9.36, depending on what time you're listening to this. Uh, Anyway, there were metal detectors at the venue, but TMZ says there was one entrance where this guy could have gotten around them. Speaking of said assailant, he's actually a wannabe rapper who released a song in 2020 called Dave Chappelle. 
about that? And now he's going to be a wannabe defendant. Yeah, but he spelled Dave's last name without the E. He spelled it C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L. Like Chapel. Yeah. Without the last E. Wasn't that I the name it. of uh, one of the characters Kevin Costner played as a baseball pitcher one time, one of them baseball movies he was in? Was ch- Love of the Game? Kept Chapel. So, yeah, I think of maybe it was... Yeah, I don't remember his character name. But Something Chapel. Been. Something Chapel. Anyone go after him with a fake bayonet? No. No. Uh, uh, Chappelle's rep issued a statement yesterday calling the attack unfortunate and unsettling, but said Dave refused to let it, quote, overshadow the magic of Netflix as a joke event. Oh, good for him that he's picking up things. Show must go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber Heard took the witness stand yesterday and detailed for the first time uh, Johnny Depp a hit allegedly hitting her. It was all over one of his tattoos. When Johnny was dating Winona Ryder, he got a Winona Forever tattoo. Ooh, Ooh that didn't age well at all. After they broke up, he changed it to Hoof or Wino Forever. Hmm. W-Y-N-O. And that did age well. Yeah. Uh, well, Amber testified that when she first saw the tattoo, she couldn't tell what it said, so she asked Johnny. When he told her, she laughed because she thought he was joking, so he slapped her. Then he did it two more times. So she also went into graphic detail about the supposed body cavity search Johnny subjected her to when he thought she was hiding his cocaine, and uh, she described <laughs> what it was like in the early days when she and Johnny were actually happy. That was about an hour in. To their relationship. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think it lasted very long before uh, things started to go south. But he stuck around for a while. Yeah, yeah we well, all do. We all do. Too long sometimes. Victim mentality sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray J says Kim Kardashian and Kris Jenner were in on the release of Kim's sex tape from the beginning. He says he suggested it. Kim embraced the idea, and she got Kris to make the deal. Anyone believe that? Yes, I do. I believe that wholeheartedly. And this is what happens when you make a decision like that and then decide to have children and then your six-year-old gets an offer on Roblox to watch your mom's sex tape. Hmm. Okay, fine. Maybe I can uh, follow that. But, I mean, to me, it feels like this is the kind of thing that existed, came out, and once it was distributed, they all wound up benefiting. But I don't know if Kris Jenner was the one who put the stamp of approval on this thing Uh, at the time. Yeah, you know what? We could make a lot of money with this, honey. Let's go with it. And she built an entire empire. Oddly enough, I don't think any one of our sex tapes would uh, amount to to nothing. No, No. not at all. Already didn't, by the way. Uh, Oh, you've got one? Yeah, didn't get nothing out of it. Jason Bateman is rewatching Ozark from the beginning with his 15-year-old daughter, Francesca. The best part uh, is this is her first time ever seeing him act. In Mm. an Ozark cast interview with Entertainment Weekly, Jason said, quote, She's never seen anything I've done before because, you know, if you got kids, they usually give it up for everybody except you. Uh, how would you not see your dad who's so popular? Because C- you don't care? Because your dad's a doofus and I you don't want to so. yeah. buy into his career? And the thing is, like, with, like Arrested Development, mm-hmm. I mean, as great as he was in that show, yep. you don't want your kids focused on, like, Tobias or, uh, or Buster. I know. My kids listen to Zito in the morning. Oh, they're the they're yeah. the two. Yeah, <laughs> and they can't wait for this new podcast coming out. That yeah, they're I bet about. they're very excited. Stop. Uh, Jason also <laughs> shares a ten-year-old daughter named Maple with his wife Amanda Anka, but I don't think Maple will be watching Ozark anytime soon. It's a it's more of an adult program, is it not? Oh Dave? yeah, you haven't watched it? Nope. We talked about that. You when guys you haven't were, watched Ozark? No, no, I have. But we talked about it. Steve not having seen it while you were out the last couple. Oh of days. man, what a great show! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never saw it. 
Wait, is it a drama, comedy? Drama. It's yeah, it's a drama. Yeah. It's, it's heavy stuff. Crime. You should watch it, man. That's that's a good show. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll get into it. Uh, Dr. Phil has been sending Oprah Winfrey a thank you letter every year for the past 26 years. And he should. He's grateful for helping uh, her lo- helping for her helping launch his career and wants to make sure it's not forgotten. Dear Oprah, next time Stedman doesn't want to give it up to you, I will be right there. You know, if yeah. it weren't for her, he would not currently have a net worth of $460 million. He should be writing a thank you note every single day. I would say so. I would say that would be a good good way to do that. I, I, I every every morning I would wake up and write another email to Oprah. Hi Oprah, it's Phil. Thank you. How much more signed th- Dr. Phil? How much more thinking can you do after say letter 5? Steve, let me just point out again, he has a net worth of 460 million dollars of which none of it would exist he, without he, Oprah Winfrey. He could have somebody write it for him. You wouldn't even need it. With all that money, you could write. So you could have somebody write something for you like that. You could. But that would show no gratitude. Mm. Uh, and Dolly Parton has made it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Thank God our national nightmare is over. And others, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast for the rest. The following takes place between 6 a.m. And 7 a.m. It is 6.01 on Rock 102. Highs in the low 70s today with a mixture of sun and clouds. Then 60s tomorrow. Then 50s this weekend. The weather is brought to you by 413 Pro Tint. For tinting on your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Playoff hockey. Bruins fall again. In Carolina, Hurricanes beat the Bees 5-2 last night. The Bruins are down 2-zip in that series, and they may have lost defender Hampus Lindholm to a head injury. That's being evaluated. Meantime, our Springfield Thunderbirds still waiting for their opponent and their schedule in the AHL playoffs. We'll have defenseman Tommy Cross on the phone during the 8 o'clock hour today, and you'll have your shot to win tickets to Springfield Thunderbirds playoff action coming up. Three other series last night in the NHL, Tampa Bay-Toronto. L.A. Edmonton and Minnesota St. Louis all now tied at one game apiece. In the NBA, the Celtics and Bucks are tied one all with game three Saturday at 3.30 in Milwaukee. Two other series last night. Miami went up two zip on Philadelphia and Phoenix went up two zip on Dallas. In baseball, the Angels beat the Red Sox 10-5. The Sox bullpen failing yesterday. Game three of this series this afternoon. Also in big league ball yesterday, Milwaukee clobbered the Reds 18 to 4. Rowdy Telez had 8 runs batted in for the Brewers. Cincinnati now 3 and 21 to start the season. That's the worst in franchise history. And in the NFL, ESPN analyst Bart Scott appearing on ESPN's first take yesterday blasting the Patriots, saying the Jets are going to be better this year, and talking about how he thinks Bill Belichick didn't have a very good draft this year. He got a C, right? Tell me what draft that Bill Belichick has has ever hit. or He's always getting a C, but 12 was always able to cover it up. All right, more from Bart Scott a little bit later on. That's it for your 102-second sports. And as for the other football, Bax has some news from the soccer world next in his view from the couch on Rock 102. Check and now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? 
Folks, I'll be honest with you. If you look through my extensive wardrobe, you will find a lot of ill-fitting t-shirts that I can no longer wear. Whether it be from irreversible meatball stains or by virtue of the fact that they no longer fit around the supple curves of my barrel-chested body. I'm not in any hurry to sell them at auction. One, the starting bids would be insulting. And two, I'm still holding out hope that one day they'll all magically fit. Regardless, I can assure you that nothing in my closet is worth $9.8 million. According to reports, the shirt that Argentinian soccer legend Diego Maradona won, uh, wore in the 1986 World Cup was sold at auction this week for a record $9.8 million at Sotheby's Auction House in London. The very same shirt that Maradona wore during his famous Hand of God play during that year's quarterfinal win over London, which, of course, you can always watch on YouTube. I, on the other hand, am far more fixated on the idea of paying $9.8 million for a shirt that hasn't been worn in 36 years. For $9.8 million, I could fill up the gas tanks of everyone in Springfield every day for the next three days. For $9.8 million, I could buy 49 million $5 footlongs if only Subway were still offering that sort of deal still. My point is this. I'm a big fan of sports collectibles, but I'm not a big fan of spending more than I have, especially for a shirt that I couldn't possibly squeeze onto my body. And if I could, I would look like a sausage casing that spent too much time in the grill. What's even more incredible is this shirt wasn't expected to draw more than 7.4 million, which means you had a bidding war between a couple of idiots with money to burn. And sometimes those are the idiots I trust the least. So I'll sit back and enjoy the cheap t-shirt that I bought last weekend from the BJ's bargain bin for $10 and wonder what it must have been like if I could have bought 980,000 of them on the same day. But hey, if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What's the best lawnmower? The New York Times Wirecutter says it's the Ego Battery Powered Mower. No smelly gas, no noise, perfect cut every time. The place to get an Ego or any style mower is your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware, your outdoor power equipment headquarters. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock, rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612 and Billy Idol with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Yes, we have uh, inhalers here in the studio because uh, backs. Mm. Is back, but only with the help of modern medicine. Can I get a hit off that? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't think you'll get the same buzz. Why not? Because one on one, this is only. Uh, this can only be around inside my mouth, and then uh, I don't want to get your little well, nagel germs. How all many over. things have been inside your mouth that have been inside mine as well? <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know, Steve. How bad did you need the ride that night? <laughs> oh boy! I didn't realize it was this kind of show that I joined up with. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> welcome aboard, <laughs> Dave. Yeah, uh huh. Uh, no thanks. For those of you who give a rat's ass about uh, where I've been for the last couple of days, and there have only been like five of you, um, and two of those people I'm related to, um, I've been sick since like Sunday afternoon. Yeah, Steve's not buying it. I know he's not mm. buying it, but I think, Steve, you're quite well aware. Um, Pre-COVID, mm-hmm. it would really, re- I mean, in order for me to call in sick, I'd have to be bleeding or dying. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, always, I came in here contagious uh and uh, and deathly ill for years and i did it like a man i did it like like i didn't care who i got sick or who i infected mm-hmm. now the world has changed and so now <laughs> when you get a a respiratory infection uh, i gotta take a day off not just for my own well-being well you better hope none of us get sick then for your well-being that's exactly that's why i took uh i took 
Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday off. And never take three days in a row. Yeah. I mean, unless it's <laughs> unless it's yeah, COVID or another respiratory infection or you know H1N1 and pneumonia all in the same week. I mean, that's the kind of thing I'm yeah. I'm you're dealing going with. for the big the big time. I couldn't breathe. I'm uh, horking up. Uh, goobers the size of dinner plates. You do sound horrible, by the way. Thank you so much for the vote of confidence. <laughs> yeah. And then I couldn't hear out of my left ear. Like, the, the ear was closed. So I thought, you know what? I might want to go into a walk-in clinic because I know if I need to call my doctor, I may not might not be seen for the 30 days. Which ear was it you can't hear out of, by the way? What? <laughs> okay, The good. left ear. The one that I'm closest to. The one right. that you... Yes. Yeah. All right. right. Yeah. Uh, but thankfully, the uh, the headphones I can hear through. It's opened up now because what they gave me was was prednisone, which is no joke. Um, they gave me a Z pack, which is I usually respond fairly well to those. It doesn't work for everybody, but for me, in the past, it's always worked well. Mm-hmm. And albuterol because my my lungs are. Uh, Sound like you're crumpling up a paper bag. Look at you all loaded up on antihistamines. Oh, dude, you have. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, listen. Not that I love coming into work every day. I like I like days off, like mm-hmm. anybody else. But um, I don't like taking days off if I'm going to feel like garbage. I want to take a day off when I can go out and have fun. That's a good point. On the company's dime. Yeah. I'd much rather do that. Or right, to Steve's thinking though, the uh, inhaler you brought in could just be a prop. No, it's no, it's no problem. Well, share it with the rest of us then. No, Let's see how high we can get. No, you can't. You can't. You can't just pass around your albuterol to other people. I have no interest in it. Now, I had a, I had another inhaler at the house, um, that wasn't quite empty, but it's seven years old. And um, can I have it? I don't think it's effective. Nah, I'm just saying. You could have it if you want to play with it, but it's like uh, I don't think there's anything really effective coming out of it. It's seven years old. I think these things have a Shelf life of two years. Yeah, makes sense. And kind, so, kind of like baked beans. No, they got more than that. I guess. Yeah. So right, right now, it's nothing more than a giant seven-year-old placebo oh. making you think that it's doing some sort of, uh, some sort of uh, work. But the walk-in I, I went to and I said, "Listen, um, I'm rattling around in the chest. I'm going to need another one of these because the one I've got's seven years old." And she said, "Yeah, no, that's not going to be very helpful to you. No kidding. That's why I'm asking for a new one." But uh, no, you know what? I, I, I. Since being sick with COVID, mm-hmm. it's it's changed my mentality about being sick because there have been a couple times since COVID that I was sick with like something else other than COVID, right? And I didn't want to come in mm-hmm. um, because I didn't want the judgment of everybody <laughs> saying, "Why are you here? You shouldn't be here." Right? Step aside. I mean, I, I'm. I'm probably not that contagious uh, too much. As long as we're not tongue kissing, I think we're all in good shape. Mm-hmm. long as we're not uh, swapping any bodily fluids together, I think we're all going to be fine. But I'm more paranoid about coming in. Yeah. No, the world has changed for sure. I'm the same way. I hate missing work, but if you're going to be criticized of infecting your fellow coworkers, your colleagues or whatever, then you got to stay home, especially during the whole COVID thing. So but I guess you're taking a chance, but hopefully you're past the incubation stage. Yeah. Right I mean, I took three COVID tests, mm-hmm. you know, two at home, mm-hmm. one of the walk-in. It's all negative. What if they were all wrong? I can see if it's wrong once. Mm. Twice would be an aberration. Yeah. Three times. A lady, you know, the medical community, uh, you know, not that great these days. 
I think the medical be. community is doing a a, uh, uh, a fine job. Uh, it could you know three tests, you could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Have you ever been to Noble Hospital? I mean, that's point taken. Listen, I haven't tanked three tests like this since college, so no. it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> you know, I'm not. Uh, yeah. it's, it's not unknown territory to me. But right. you know, I I can understand that in today's society with medicine the way it is, it's unlikely I'm going to have three negative tests and be positive. Um, you're a good liar, I'll tell you that. I'm not, uh, what, what am I lying about? Because uh, these guests come in here on Tuesday from the White Lion Brew. They were doing that great Iron fundraiser Duke. they're doing this weekend for the uh, the Raise of Hope. Yeah, Iron Duke. Uh, and uh, you had sent an email uh, to Dave and myself uh, because you, and I could see the thread of you asking Iron Duke for the information about the thing, but I also said, uh, could you uh, could you just give me something uh, so I could send to uh, Steve and Dave? And that was on Friday, and I'm yeah. like, oh, he. It's almost like he knew he was going to be out on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Listen to you jumping yeah. to conclusions. Oh, no, I jumped I to asked, all kinds of conclusions. I asked for something to give to you so that we would all be on the same page at the time of the interview, mm-hmm. well in advance of the interview, and so that's why I asked for that information. I didn't. You know, leave here on Friday saying, gee, I wonder if there's a way that I could contract a terrible illness and not go to work for three straight days next week. I just downloaded the psychological li- pathological liar test. We can give it to him right now. Figure uh, out if he's a liar. Sure. Sure. Uh, do you speak the truth every single time? Yes, sometimes or never. Sometimes. All right. Going to click that one. Do you fake your illness to gain sympathy? No. Yeah. All right, you're going to say no. I've never done this, or sometimes I do it. Never. Okay. The question should be: Should you do you dramatize your well, uh, sickness? I'm not done to, yet. Yeah. Do well, you, yes. Do you exaggerate yeah, there when, you go. when you tell stories to others? Yes, sometimes or never. I'm a man. The answer is of course sometimes. All right, sometimes. Do you? Uh, let me see. Check that one off. We're going to get results here in just a moment. Do you feel uncomfortable while telling the truth? Yes, sometimes or no. Um, sometimes. Sometimes you feel uncomfortable. Do you act as a victim of bad luck all the time to gain attention? Yes, sometimes. No, definitely no. No. All right. Do you lie about situations when it was easy to tell the truth? No. No, I tell the truth. Do you become defensive when someone confronts your statements? Yes, sometimes or no. What do you mean by that? (laughs) I'm going to put sometimes. Sometimes. Do you suffer from low self-esteem and lie to feel more confident in front of others? Uh, See, that's a two-part question. I would say... Yes, sometimes or no? Yes on one, no on the other. I'm going to go sometimes on that one as well. Have your friends ever accused you of lying? Well, Steve just did. Well, Steve did, but that's, you know. And, he's, and then we're not really a friend. friend. I mean, that's <laughs> co-workers. How do you, just, I mean, yeah. how do you qualify I'll that? I'll give you a no on that okay. one. Do you believe, it, do you, this is the last question. Do you believe in your own story of lies that you tell others? Yes or partly or no? Again, that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a trick question. I mean, that's like saying, uh, when was the last time you beat your wife? You know, it's like, you no, know, I mean. <laughs> we're going to give you a no on that yeah, one. Yeah, no. Are you ready for your results? Yes. Here you go. The pathological liar test that Bax just took. And we'll have the results for you next, okay? It's still generating. Oh, for crying out loud. All right, it's 621. We're really doing that? We're going to wait for the results? Well, I'm just waiting because uh, it hasn't come up Well, even with a COVID test, you got to wait a good 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see if you got the two lines. We don't have to wait that long. Well, let's hope not. 
It's 621 with Bax, Steve, and Dave and Rock 102. Tom Petty on Rock 102 with Bax, who's a liar, and Steve and Dave. Good morning. What do you mean I'm a liar? Did it come back, or is this like one of those things you got to spend $14.99 to get the results? Apparently, you do have to spend a little more money to get the full results, but it did say there are chances, it give it percentages, that there's a 30% chance that you are a pathological liar. Yeah, so I mean, it's a 70% chance that I'm not. I'll take mm-hmm. I'll take those... Uh, those uh, those numbers any day. All right, we'll, we'll take the boss's credit card and pony up for the rest. Today I Learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Today you can learn how Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for Today I Learned. Back, Steve and Dave, Rock 102. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a little cold. Uh, get a little <laughs> cold for my coworker. Uh, I, think I'm sa- I think I sound con- you know, congested enough, or I'm not lying. So go ahead. Uh, today I learned, uh, being at Cinco de Mayo, that Mexican women used to spend five hours every day grinding maize for their family. Five hours of grinding maize. That's a lot of time grinding maize. Hmm. It is a lot of time grinding maize. This is one of the things that they talked about you could do back in the beginning of the pandemic when there was shortage on flour and all mm. that stuff. You could grind your own uh, you know, baking goods. Yeah, but there's three hour, three more hours left in the day of a normal work day. If it's only five, they could do eight for crying out loud. Well, I'm sure they're doing laundry and yeah. making margaritas for the Cinco de Mayo party. <laughs> okay. right. Who's, who's going to make the taquitos? Well, I, I mean, grinding cornmeal, I mean, that's a, I mean, I mean, they use cornmeal and everything mm-hmm. in, uh, in 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 Mexican cooking. Sure. So why not? Maybe even in Mexican architecture, there might be some of that as that well. That might be. I don't know. Like, uh, I would have to have been born into a culture like that in order to do work like that. Because you tell me, you know, you're going to do this for five hours? Ain't no way. I couldn't even do it for five minutes. I can barely do this for five hours. I can barely do this for five minutes. <laughs> am I right? You're right. am I right? You're right. So there you go. That is Today I Learned with Max, Steve, and Dave on Rock 102. Coming up next in the news, inedible lunches at one Springfield school. Details straight ahead on Rock 102. Scott's four-step for a East Windsor. 633 with Max, Steve, and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Here's the latest on Lynn Clark. It's official. In accordance with her contract, she will no longer be carrying out her responsibilities as the superintendent of Chicopee Public Schools. The what? S- what a no, surprise. What I know, right? Oh, my God. Oh man, you Did think anybody it- find out why? The school committee made the decision to keep the current interim superintendent through June 30th, so Alvin Morton will continue to fulfill his duties as acting super for Chicopee Public Schools. Sweet. All because of the controversy swirling around Lynn Clark. Who does uh, who does Alvin want as the chief of police in uh, in Chicopee? Does he have a does he have a sway one way or another? And does he have a burner phone? Is another question too. Yeah. And how many does he have? Because yes. you know you can't well, just have one. I suggested the other day because they did pick the new chief. It's uh, Patrick Major, and he did his little acceptance speech mm-hmm. or whatever the other day. And I'm mm-hmm. like, not once did he thank Lynn Clark in his acceptance speech. Yeah, that would have been the first person I would have thanked. First of all, I want to thank Lynn Clark for making this all possible today. Well, and I want to thank her people that she was, quote, involved with as well. The badge bunny herself. Yes. Thank you so much. Speaking of Chicopee Public Schools, you know, it's been about a month since they had those special pouches for the kids to lock up their cell phones in. Remember? Yes. They went to this move. They used a California company called Yonder. That's Y N. 
Y-O-N-D-R, without the E. Mm -hmm. And they manufacture these special pouches that the kids have been using. According to a report from Because West an educational uh, situation always wants a misspelled word as your name. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Western Mass News broke the story yesterday. They had spoken with Chicopee High School principal Carol Cruiser before she provided an update on the program at the school meeting on Wednesday night. She said that while it's too early to call the pouches a success or a failure, she likes what she's seen so far. According to her, quote, the teachers are reporting that even after the second day of the pouches, the kids are more attentive in class and engagement was up. Now, I don't know how they measure that exactly, but maybe mm. they do that to justify the price tag for the yonder system. They could just be saying that. Exactly. The price tag for the yonder system of pouches, $16,000. The two-year initiative will cost the school system that amount. Some students interviewed, by the way, said that uh, it works. And others said, you know what? There are creative workarounds to this whole thing that certain students are taking advantage of. The smart kids mm -hmm. will always know a way to go around the rules. Mm -hmm. They may not be the, the smartest kids in school, but they are the crafty ones. I mean, I remember you know, a kid in high school smoking dope in the middle of class. Teacher never noticed. Come on. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He was sitting by a window. The window was open. No. He's smoking weed. We all knew it. But the teacher had no idea. They thought, hmm, must be a skunk outside. A science experiment. So you want to talk about a teacher just not being dialed in at the time. Wow. But yeah, he had no idea. Well, as long as we're talking about schools, there's some inelib... Inedible school lunches, apparently, at Springfield Renaissance School. According to a report from 22 News, they spoke to a mom of one of the students who took pictures of the food that her daughter was supposed to eat, and the food included mold, discoloration, and under-quality standards. There's pictures of it at 22 News if you want to check it out. Mm. It does look kind of disgusting. It Although, sounds like the, uh, the food was actually prepared during the very first Renaissance back in the... <laughs> 1400s. I'm not even going to check your history on that. It sounds incredible. Uh, the mother tried contacting the Renaissance school, and the school department did not give a response initially. Apparently, they get the food from something called Homegrown Springfield. Okay. They provide it's the food service to the, to the school. Really? Yes. They don't cook the food at the school anymore? No. Well, maybe some schools, Steve. Some I don't know. Some schools do, but some schools... Not at all. But it's all frozen and, like, you know, uh, pre-made stuff. They don't have anybody heating it up in the ovens at the it, school? It's it's not like the old days where the, the lunch ladies were actually cooking. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, the food is provided, but already prepared. So it's, you know, it's, it's heated and yeah. served, but mm -hmm. it's not prepared at schools anymore. Hardly ever. I miss Chicken Patty Day. Chicken patty day was good. I, I was a I was a big fan of the pizza burgers. Mm -hmm. I have yeah. some I have some friends who did for their uh, for their kids' birthday one year did a school lunch birthday party. It was actually very cool. Well, it, because well, first of all, it was made by people who know how to cook. So yes. that that's a big thing. But but they had like you know it was chicken nuggets and French fries and ta right. or tater tots. Mm -hmm. That was the tater tot thing. Uh, but then they had tuna boats. You know, with the little sailboat, like the little toothpicks. Oh, uh, fun. And then uh, they had all kinds of other stuff, like the, 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 what was the other thing with the, uh, 
it was goulash. Oh, yeah. I think it was goulash. Right. Yeah, it was a goulash. It was, it was all these things that were school lunch type foods. It was actually a very cool little birthday party. School lunch was the very first place I had a tater tot. Hmm. That was before tater tots became, you know. A thing. A real thing. Yeah. Back in the uh, in the 70s. I was like, wow. Who knew you could do this to a potato? Didn't they call them something else back then, too? I think there was a different name nah, for them. It was uh, introduced on the menu uh, as delightful ta- uh, tater tots. Mm. And they were. Good memory. Got a homicide to talk about in Springfield. The homicide unit investigating and arresting 21-year-old Andre Wise of Hartford. According to the news release sent to 22 News by Springfield Police Department spokesperson Ryan Walsh on Friday, April 15th at approximately 10.05 p.m. Man, they got that down to a science. Officers responded to an apartment on Worthington Street for a report of a shooting. The victim was 21-year-old Kamari Alexander taken to Bay State where he died of his injuries. Again, Andre Wise of Hartford currently in custody. Now, Hmm. as long as we're talking about um, that story, uh, I'm going to go to, oh, because it happened on April 15th. That's why I was going to get there. Uh, tax deadline day was April 15th. TurboTax. Oh, I knew I forgot something. Yeah. <laughs> well, and if you use TurboTax, you're going to be getting something back. Into it. The owner of TurboTax is going to cut a check for $141 million to pay out to millions of consumers who were duped yeah. by the company's promises of, quote, Free tax return does, services. Does it say how many plaintiffs are on that uh, thing? It doesn't, but it's a good question. The settlement was signed by the attorneys general of all 50 states as okay. well as the District of Columbia. Yeah. Now, it's again, it's $141 million in total. For Massachusetts, $2.3 million for tens of thousands of eligible consumers. Yeah, so you're talking maybe a check for 100 bucks if you're lucky. By the end of the day. Well, how much would you normally pay TurboTax for? Maybe that's all it is. Maybe you. Maybe that's all their services. You're only called. getting your refund back. I probably. guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, you'd have to know what tens of thousands means. I mean, if you're talking about you know fifty thousand people, you know you might get a uh, you might get a decent kind of check mm-hmm. for that. But how much of that settlement is going to the attorneys first before it falls into the hands mm. of the people who are actually duped? Good point. Don't know the answer to that. And Boston first responders working yesterday. No, but you work double time to find out whether I'm a pathological liar or not. Well, it only came to me momentarily there (laughs) to give you that test. And you didn't pass. Well, I passed. Well, I passed with flying colors. I'm 70% honest. A percentage of you passed. I don't know. Uh, The rest of the results still to come. Hey, Boston first responders working yesterday to free multiple people after a structural collapse at a former power plant. At least two people were trapped at the Edison Power Station in South Boston. Early indications that a floor had collapsed around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Few other details immediately available. The city plans to renovate the site at Mm. 776 Summer Street into a, quote, mixed-use space of residential units, offices, retail locations, and a hotel. You know, you hear these collapses occurring in Florida at these condominiums, now in Boston. How long will it be before everything starts collapsing? Bridges, other infrastructure? I mean, do we know that everything is safe? Seems to me that there are dangers lurking all around. What what was the the name of this place? Uh, This was the Edison Power Station in South Boston. This was not the Edison Lighthouse. No, but are you going to play it? Oh, yeah. I don't know why you like this song so much. I, I love it. 
Mm. Come on, what's wrong with this song? This is uh, Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes on Rock 102 WAQI. She got kind of funny clothes, are kind of funny. Her hair is kind of wild and free. Because love grows where my rosemary goes, and nobody knows like me. Oh, anyway, six forty-three. Keep it going. You can keep it going as we trail out here. Oh, wait. By the way, uh, thirty dollars for each year for each person used tar- TurboTax. Okay, thirty bucks. Right. If you use it once, you get thirty bucks. Wow, take yeah. it. That'll soften the blow. You know what you could buy? A whole line of Edison Lighthouse CDs. They were a one-hit wonder, right? There was no other hit. Oh, um, they had that other one. No, they then, didn't. Yeah, they did. No, and then the other one. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, this is pretty much it. It is 6.43 with Bax, Steve, and Dave, and the Edison Lighthouse, and the Mass Hat coming up next on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6.51, and Led Zeppelin with Bax, Steve, and Dave on Rock 102. Uh, it is uh, going uh, to be, you know what, I didn't even have the weather ready because I wasn't ready to do that. Yeah, but you look great with your Pats uh, baseball cap on today, by the way. Oh, I, I, I do have a baseball cap on yeah, today. Yeah, you don't normally have the You aren't rocking the pats normally like that. Uh, You know what? I used to wear a hat a lot, mm-hmm. and then I didn't, and I think maybe I'll start, I'll go back to wearing one. I think I look better with a hat on. I don't know, Steve. I mean, you got a nice haircut. Uh, I mean, I'd, uh, yeah. I'd stick with I'd let everybody see well, it. It keeps, keeps, my, keeps my soul warm. It's so cold. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I know. So you're in a darkened place. Well, you know, actually, it's funny. Because we were out for a few days, Steve did yesterday talk about being dumped yeah, on I, the air. I heard about that. Yeah. No, I didn't get dumped on the air. I got dumped no, on the, the phone. phone. Right. right which no, is- we should, yeah, somebody suggested we should have incorporated that to make it... You know, more dramatic, I guess. Yeah, like, like, a, like, a, a, like a reenactment. Yeah. yeah like, the, the, like the back Stephen Dave players. Yeah. <laughs> well, still to come. Oh, we could have called it the the backstabber segment. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. B-A-X. Yeah, yeah that's, that's nice. Oh, wait a that's minute. That's a nice touch. Well, then, plus, isn't there the... Who did backstabbers? That was a big uh, 70. That was the, uh, the OJs. Yes. Yes. Great song. It's a, it's a great song. Yeah. And isn't it ironic that it was OJ himself who was a back and front stabber? <laughs> anyway, uh, today is a Thunderbird Thursday. Tommy Cross will be joining us after 8 o'clock. But here's the real cool part about it. Uh, we're giving away... A, a playoff prize pack mm-hmm. uh, that includes all the normal stuff we give away, you know, the tickets and the glass and the koozies and the food and all that other sure. stuff. But it's to one, either game one or game two of their playoff series. The schedule hasn't been set yet. Nice. So uh, it could be either one of those games. And as soon as the winner mm-hmm. uh, wins, hopefully at some point we'll let you know uh, which game you'll be going to and when. But nice. very cool prize pack. That's coming up after 8 o'clock this morning. All right. And Steve, we didn't allow you to do the weather did you want to officially do a weather while dressed in your good looking does it really it's 71 uh for a high today fair enough there you go that's enough now yeah time for rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity incompetence and embarrassment if you want to crown them then crown their ass here's today's mass hat Right, so normally we identify some idiot somewhere in Massachusetts or elsewhere in the world doing something stupid. Today it's me. I'm the mass hat because of a phone call we recorded. <sighs> finally, finally this bit not only has somebody from Massachusetts, <laughs> but but finally it's you. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's something yeah. we can all agree on. <laughs> you know, because uh, yeah, here's the thing, Dave. Yes. I get this complaint 
on a weekly basis. Yes, sir. Why isn't the mass hat from Massachusetts? Okay, here's why. We're crowning some stupid idiot from somewhere in the world with our own mass crown as the mass hat. My feeling is, instead of waiting for a great story to come in from Massachusetts, and you don't always get them, you go with the funniest, stupidest person from anywhere in the globe, because that trumps Massachusetts. Well, I think what this really does mm -hmm. is it puts a motivation behind the people of Massachusetts to do more stupid crap <laughs> okay. so we could talk about it. Well, Let's, we should become the next Florida or Ohio. You're looking at the best stories in America. Mm -hmm. Those two states pretty I, much cover it. I still think Mass to Mouth was the best name. That, that was a good one. With. Not going to argue good. with you, Steve. But I am the Mass Hat today because of this phone call we recorded about a half an hour ago. Rock 102? Yeah, you guys are so serious now. The show has really changed since you got Dave on. Thank you. It's great. It's great. I love your show. It's like <laughs> inspiration. Really? Inspiration. I can't start my day without your show. Man, I, I was joking when I said thank you. I was joking, but okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, I think. Uh, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I used to call it the... The clowns aren't aren't in this week or whatever, but now it's like so serious. It's a, taking a different tune since you've been around, Dave. Serious, Wait, and that's job. and that's a good thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys have more news. You have you know great music. You know and um, humor. Yeah, yeah. Are, yeah. are you uh, are you yeah. drunk or high right now? By the way. No, I had a traumatic brain injury. Yeah, oh, yes, you've, ca oh, yes. Yes. you've yeah. called us before. Yeah, what? that's why I didn't say anything. I didn't yeah, want to I didn't, embarrass yeah, the man. Yeah, because I don't want to seem insensitive. <laughs> What's and, your and, and again, I'll say the same thing I said last time. You have to have a traumatic brain injury to enjoy this show. <laughs> You're right. What's your? <laughs> that's, our, that's our number one demographic. What's your first name again? Dale. All right, Dale. Well, Dale. thank you very much for calling. I appreciate it. Show. Thank you, Dale. Appreciate that. And I am the mass hat wow. for today for Look being you. insensitive there. Gee, you crowned yourself. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's good when you can you know, shine a mirror into yourself and, and, and take a real good look at just looking back at you. It, if let's if make... you want to crown them, you crown their ass. Exactly That's right. It. Just like Denny Green said, man. That's right. Yep. I'm a real mensch for that. <laughs> Listen, don't try, to, don't try to prop yourself up by calling yourself a mensch. <laughs> All right. I'm an idiot. And I take the hit there. But hey, Dale, thanks for, I guess, for yeah. listening to the show. <laughs> thanks for confirming what we already kind of knew. You know, uh, I'm glad that demographic of uh, mentally brain damaged people <laughs> has just shot up uh, the list here. Yes. You know? That makes us all feel yeah, better. Our numbers are high. <laughs> it's almost 6.57 with back Steve and Dave. We've got the 102 second sports coming up on Rock 102. 709 and Van Halen with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 71. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 68. It is 45 in downtown Springfield. We're talking to Glenn Buzan, author of There Are Moms Way Worse Than You. And let's make sure we pronounce your name right. Is it Buzan or Buzan? How, how do you pronounce it? Buzan. You got it. Oh, okay. Oh, it's not, so it's not Buzan. Like you're not, uh, you're not like one of these moms that sits home and drinks wine all day because that's a bad mom no. too. <laughs> That's a terrible Thank you, though. Kathy Lee and Hoda, for teaching us that, huh? Yeah. Right. <laughs> You'd be a little more like the dads that Steve and I had, by the way. Right, right. <laughs> right. Are their moms way worse than you? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> way worse than me, way worse than you, way worse than all of them. So tell us a little bit about the book. There are moms way worse than you. Yes. So um, it is an illustrated poem sort of gift book for um, the moms in your life. Uh, for the human moms in your life, and because the book is about terrible animal moms. Uh, so the book shares a bunch of sort of horrific and funny tales of of uh, hamster moms eating their babies or, um, you know, lizard moms just sort of throwing their eggs, throwing their eggs away um, to make you and uh, a human mom feel better about maybe, you know, giving your kid fast food once a week or something like that. Glenn, and it's all true, I will say that, because this book is on my coffee table right now. Great. I shared it with a woman I'm dating who happens to be a veterinarian, and she confirmed everything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, that's the best review. Can you have her write a review? Because that's great. I love when vets are like, yep, it's all true. <laughs> <laughs> so you obviously did a lot of research into this, or somebody did. Yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm a comedy writer by day, but by night, uh, my sort of, my sort of, the Batman version of myself is I had to be a, a, an animal scientist at night for this. Um, so, yeah, I just, uh, I went online and I looked at books and I just, I got to do the most fun research I imagine anyone can do, which is finding terrible, terrible animal, pan, uh, animal, animal parents in the animal kingdom, so... All right. Well, and this one has to do with moms. Very apropos for Mother's Day coming up this weekend. Will there be a sequel? There are dads way worse than you. So I hope there will be a full-fledged sequel. But spoiler alert for those listening, there are moms way worse than you. The book inside has a little, maybe a few pages in there about about dads, about Mm -hmm. bad dads. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'd like to I'd like to see the parts about the dad. I what I was going to bring up uh, Glenn was uh I'm a single dad. I, my my wife passed away so I had to, I have to take care of my girls mm. myself and and uh mm. I kind of like you know, she did all these these great things and I'm like not like a- a- equipped to handle most of these things. <laughs> and uh, but it's but it's been 5 years now and I and I think I've doing a pretty good job because eventually you just say you give up and you're like yeah, I guess you can do that. I guess I'm a bad dad, but you know what? I'm sure there's a worse one out there, so I'll write the sequel for you. The uh, there are way there are dads out there way worse than you. Yes, you are doing a fantastic job. I guarantee you, your kids are going to be great, and they're going to turn out wonderful. Well, I, I I hope so because I I mean I work on a show like this where we where we uh, tell uncouth jokes all day long, and then they repeat them. All right. And I'm waiting for them to get. A, I'm waiting to get a call from the school going. Hey, do you know what your daughter said this morning? You know, I'm waiting. Right. It's a four-letter word we haven't heard in a while. Yes. 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 <laughs> Glenn, the book is hilarious. And you, you mentioned your comedy oh, your you. comedy writing background. Explain a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I uh, sort of went to college and then beyond in New York, and I uh, did some UCB stuff there. I don't know if you know, it's like a comedy school out there. And so from that, from college and beyond, I sort of started getting really into sketch writing and improv and TV writing, and then um, eventually sort of started working in the late night TV space. And so um, I have worked for Sarah Silverman on a show called I Love You, America, mm-hmm. um, which no longer exists. And then I worked for David Spade on a late night show of his. And um, just recently I finished up um, the show no longer exists as well. But uh, Conan is uh, Conan O'Brien is the last show that I worked for. That's cool. There's a a big connection there. I mean, you got uh, three, uh, well, two, well, actually three SNL stars because Conan O'Brien was a writer for them. Is that something you got involved with because you know you're you're you knew that crew very well? 
that's so funny. I didn't even put that together, yeah. but no. Um, yeah, no, I, I have never worked for SNL. People I, I know have worked with them, and oh, that's so funny. I never did. No, because actually all three of those, I worked for them in Los Angeles, so <laughs> as far away from SNL as you can get, but that is, oh, that's so funny. I didn't even think of that, yeah. Hey, how's Conan mm-hmm. to work with, by the way? See, Conan seems to me like a, a down-to-earth guy. He really is. So a lot of, like, hosts of things or, you know, celebrities can be real divas, but he is just really down to earth and he's really funny and he's warm. He remembers everyone's name. He's just, you know, he's just a great, and man, he's just the funniest person in any room he walks in. He's mm-hmm. so quick. He's so funny. It's really, it was a, it was a real joy and an honor to, uh, to work for him and his, and the other writers who wrote for him. So talking to Glenn Buzan, author of the book, there are moms way worse than you and who illustrated it for you. Oh man, Priscilla Whitty. She's the illustrator, and some, a couple people now have said, what's it like working with an illustrator? Do you have any advice? And my advice is work with Priscilla because she's so talented. And she actually thought some of the illustrations in there still make me laugh, and I've obviously read them a hundred times. Um, she's funny herself. So, But, I, I mean, you guys know what it's like to work with, with a partner. I mean, you need the sort of back and forth because we just we came up with oh, a lot of the ideas. God, together. you have no idea. Glenn. <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah, I want to kick Steve yeah. to the curb like the giraffe yeah, mom I, does I, to I, its kid, and I'd like to toss him through the window. <laughs> there are co-hosts way worse than you. Yeah, there. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, where do you get this book? And probably time to do it right for Mother's Day, right? Yes. Um, my favorite thing is to go to your local independent small business bookstore and um, order it from them or get it in person. I love to support and shop local. Um, but if that's not available or if you just sort of need it quick, you can go to anywhere books are sold. So I think Barnes & Noble has some copies, uh, Amazon, Target.com, um, any one of those one of those uh, big dogs. So. There are moms way worse than you. Uh, the book. Where can you get the book, uh, actually? Because I know... Obviously, local, a book local bookstores, yeah. Yes, but is there yeah. a digital? Do you have digital copies? Can you buy this online? Uh, what's the deal here? Yeah, online you can get it. There is a Kindle version, um, although it's so fun to hold it in your hand. And, and if you're giving it as a gift, it's really fun to like get a physical copy. But um, yeah, any bookstores, local bookstores, online, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target.com are the places I've seen it. So yeah. What about uh, what about a book on tape? Do you have the book on tape? I mean, obviously it's a visual Ooh. thing, but uh, you know we we could work you know, like George Costanza did. He wanted to get breakfast at Tiffany's uh, on tape. <laughs> Right. So hopefully I would love to get somebody super funny um, to read the book and get an audio version. I think listen, Glenn, listen. Hey, Hello. I'll, hey, hey, I'll read the book for you and I'll do a video for you, too. You know what? I'll send that to you. I'll, I'll do a video and then I'll send it to you. Send your audition tape. You got it. All right. Glenn Buzan, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. You guys are a blast. Rock 102 with back Stephen Dave. The Rock number one classic rock song in which all the vocals are entirely screamed. Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. Good morning. Hey, I don't know if... Uh, well, two things, uh, actually. Um, for, first of all, on the uh, on the podcast, if you miss any part of the, the show, check out uh, the, the daily podcast on rock102.com. It's mm-hmm. also available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And on Baxi's musical podcast this week, I'm speaking to Jimmy Necco. He's the lead vocalist for the band Hours. They've been around for like 20 years but Jimmy Necco is one of the seriously great singers of the last 20 years. Guy's got an unbelievable so, uh, 
singing voice often compared to like Jeff Buckley or Chris Cornell. Oh, that wow. level of singing, and he's 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 unbelievable. And then on Monday, I'm really excited about this. Uh, Horace Panther from the Specials uh, is going to be joining me. Really cool interview. Very very cool guy, and that'll be available starting on Monday on rock102.com. Well, I have a question then. Jeff Necco, is his name Jimmy. spelled Jimmy Necco? Is that spelled like the famous wafer? No, it's G-N-E-C-C-O. Oh, okay. The the, the G and oh. the second C are silent. Kind of like gnocchi. Kind of, yeah, very okay. much like that. Okay. The other question I have is, and this has been uh, kind of burning in my head for like the last week or so, mm-hmm. have either one of you guys been up to the men's room at the top of the stairs? Yeah. Yeah. Well, have you, oh, no, have I, you noticed something? I know what you're going to say. Faulty about what's going on in there right now? Um, the entire bathroom? You, no, just a part of the bathroom. The toilet paper dispenser. Bingo. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was also going to say the vent that <laughs> you can hear going. And then you can hear a tweet yeah. every once in a while from a bird that's nesting yeah. in that vent. Yeah. Well, that's disconcerting, too. And then but, there's bugs in there and uh, also a little mold growing in that bathroom, And too. someone doesn't know how to aim. But that's a totally different b- set of uh, things. Uh-huh. The toilet paper roll, yeah. I don't, this is something that perplexes me. The, uh, the brackets that hold the toilet paper roll in place yep. yeah. have been partially ripped from the wall. Yeah. Now... I didn't do it. I don't know if you guys did it. Nope. I'm not even I'm not even accusing you. Nope. My question is, how aggressive does a guy have to unroll a roll no. of toilet paper it, to rip the brackets from the wall? First of all, that thing was put in like eight years ago. Yes. They redid the entire bathroom. Right. But it was poorly installed. It was just into the drywall. This and lo- when you have enough people changing that roll over and over and over again eventually that screw is because there's no even there's not even an anchor in there mm-hmm. dude this is like someone is trying to start up a lawnmower i mean they got their foot on the wall and they're they're ripping the paper right out of the, the wall no. it's such with, with such aggressiveness and anger it's almost like it's like there's hostility in the way this thing has fallen apart well not only that if you were the one to rip it out of there shouldn't you get some tools and fix it or at least notify somebody who well I th- i'm sure because it's been weeks yes and nothing has has changed as far as i can tell there's mm-hmm. been no paperwork uh, assigned to this particular problem it, right. to me it's a it may be a capital expense that uh, you know the company may need to undergo having to spend maybe three or four dollars to replace it, which, by the way, they could do at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware, now in several states, including Ohio. Well, and then whose job description here at Rock 102 or at Springfield Rocks, who would actually be the one to fix that? I mean, if it you, fell to somebody. You, pot- you didn't read the contract. No, was it me? It's you. You're the handyman. <laughs> it's the too. most recent employee. Actually, the, the the handiest guy here, the guy who really gets things done, mm-hmm. is Jerry Todd. Yeah. But, oh. Jim, but Jerry's like, ah, you know, it's, you're, I don't, you're I don't the need ma- that. you're the masshead of all trades. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't want me fixing anything. We've already established that. I just don't know what kind of aggressiveness it takes to mm-hmm. rip the thing off the wall. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. There should have been some mm-hmm. some uh, some anchors in the wall to keep that thing mm-hmm. happening. But you know, for for eight years. I mean, we were all, you know, unrolling that toilet paper with with uh, with glee and tenderness. Mm-hmm. Now it's all 
uh, a matter of aggressive, uh, aggressive behavior. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think there's a psychological problem with whoever, whatever gorilla was in there See, and uh, but, ripping but, it apart. But you're blaming it on one person. You got to remember, it's been there for eight years. Uh, over the time and time and time again, it's it's like uh, it's like the idea of opening the pickle jar. I get it. You know, you have the pickle jar. Nobody can open it. Mm-hmm. You hand it to f- the fourth person. Finally, opens the pickle jar. But it's only because the other three people put the uh, exertion in to get that lid open. So it's but, a cumulative thing. Then, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it may be. Not- but it was one person that pulled it away from the wall. Yes. And that one person did not. Uh, instigate an inner office memo. Mm-hmm. There was no uh, all staff email, an all points bulletin. Because how that we have a, a a toilet paper uh, situation in our yeah. men's room. Mm-hmm. I think it's now time for us to get to the bottom of this okay. and fix it. Like we're a, yeah. a real office building. You got mold flying around here, like uh, like we're like we're like somebody left out twenty stale loaves of bread over yes. the weekend. And you're worried about the paper, the toilet paper roll, Steve. You know you got to look at every yeah. every. It's like like one more layer to the cake. We should get one of those standing ones. I got one that hangs off the side of my toilet. That's how mine is. It's yeah. like a little bracket yeah. thing. Yeah, that's Wait, that's much easier. We got one of them holders that you know holds like four rolls. Yes. And whenever you know my wife says, "Hey, you put the roll on the wrong way," I just take the holder and turn it around. Ah. And I, you know, it's like as simple as that. Yeah. Easy. Look at you. Simple. See? Yes. I'm solving problems. That's what I'm looking to do here. I'm looking to to apply what I know at home and then bring it here to the office. Either that or you yourself created the problem and you're trying to make a big announcement no, about somebody coming forward. I don't use the toilet paper in that room. I use the one near our office. Oh. I give that one a real workout. Okay. But this one, I don't, do, I don't do anything. All right. Anyway, just thought either we should get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. Probably overdue. I'm glad we did. We got news next on Rock 102. This should be your top story. Okay. On Rock 102. I'll work it Here's in. your Western Mass News first alert forecast. 7.33. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news and is brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. The Memorial Day sales all uh, sale all month long. Get $1,400 off plus free safety bars and custom shelving. Call Yankee Home right now. Time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Other than a broken toilet paper dispenser at 45 Fisher Avenue in East Long Meadow. Thank, other, you, thank you for leading with that. I, I thought I would. and But we have other top stories to get to as well. And maybe we should uh, officially send an email to David Oldred, our general manager here mm. at Springfield Rocks. Mm-hmm. And then he can order this thing to be fixed. In other top stories. Yes. A teacher at Springfield High School of Science and Technology under investigation for an alleged inappropriate relationship with a student some troubling text exchanges is surfacing earlier this week on social media school committee member christopher collins confirming he had received word from administrators that a teacher was put on leave for inappropriate behavior and the superintendent of schools at springfield high school daniel warwick would not discuss the investigation citing privacy laws this report from masslive.com will be following meantime In accordance with Lynn Clark's contract, it's now official she will no longer be carrying out her responsibilities as superintendent of the Chicopee Public Schools. That decision yesterday from the school committee who decided to place Alvin Morton in his duties as acting super for Chicopee Public Schools through June 30th. Morton, you are a nincompoop. Hardy har har. You know, uh, this is all such a surprise that... uh, she would be relieved of her duties. Mm-hmm. And I just like saying the word duty. Mm-hmm. 
Well, especially in conjunction with a broken toilet paper dispenser. Well, I guess I'm on a, mm. I'm on a roll then. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Dale. No wonder why. Dale loves this show. I don't even know why I bother coming in here every day. <laughs> I was asking myself that Monday through Wednesday. <sighs> hey, as warmer weather approaches, guys, West Springfield police have issued a warning about a paving scam that's taking place. They issued this warning in conjunction with the Department of Public Works in West Springfield. The scam typically involves a person coming to your door saying they have extra asphalt from another job that needs to be used. And so they offer the homeowners a discounted price to pave their driveway with the, quote, extra asphalt that they have. Maybe they should call it masphalt because it's not asphalt from around here. Hmm. Well, do we know? Oh, I see. <laughs> you see, what, you see what, what you just did? Yeah. Do, I saw what you just do did. Do we know where the asphalt is from? That's, what I'm, say- that's what I'm saying. Maybe, yeah. it's, maybe it's not. <laughs> and you'd have to have a traumatic brain injury to say <laughs> yes to a scam like this. Well, some homeowners have agreed. And even worse, uh, they pay extra money for this paving of their driveway and then the crew appears at the home begins working on the driveway and then the scammer claims oh we've made a mistake and the price is now going to be several thousands of dollars more than we discussed refusal to pay the additional money then threaten them to leave the driveway driveway incomplete so either way the homeowners are losing here so don't agree to any of this uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is, uh, well, I, at least this is more, last year was the meat truck guy. Remember the meat truck? Yeah, There was right. a guy driving around selling meat out of the back of his truck. Hey, you want, uh, I got I got meat in the back, meat van, it was a van. That's right, yeah. You, wanna, you want meat out of my van? Hmm. I, got some, uh, I got some nice steaks for you. Wasn't it like stolen meat? I don't know if it was stolen meat. I, did, I just, it was one of those things where this guy was not on the up and up because nobody had any record of him being in town or mm-hmm. having a vendor's license, but he was driving through Westfield selling meat. And I think somebody said to me a few weeks ago, he was back at it again. Hmm. I'm it just going to random, randomly drive down the street and sell you meat out of the back of my van. So it must be profitable, which means there are people that are actually buying it. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to buy meat or seafood out of someone's you know, van. No. No, yeah. I've even seen, like, down in Florida, they have, uh, like, these roads, roadside stands. Yeah. seafood. Yeah. I'm like, it's like 100 degrees out here, and you got uh, seafood. I'm sure you got it in ice, but yeah. there's something about the outdoor temperature and seafood or meat or any kind of perishable item. Yeah. See, see, I'd be okay with it in Florida because I know that the ocean is right nearby, usually, if you're in the state of Florida. Yeah, most if, of that fish doesn't come from where you are. I realize that, but I yeah. think that at least there's a possibility they might have been recently fishing in the either Atlantic Ocean or the Gulf of Mexico. Whereas mm-hmm. if I'm buying seafood from a van in Kansas or Iowa, I'm definitely not trusting that. No. No, not Kansas or Iowa. Oh, these, oh, these lobsters were caught six months ago. Delicious. Nantucket, right on the ocean. I knew a man from there. Did you? What did he do? Did he have any uh, special, uh, I don't know, uh, hobbies Skills. or activities? Yeah. He was uh, he was well hung, that's for sure. Okay. <laughs> well, Nantucket- we spent a weekend in Dennis once. Really? Yeah. In, it- <laughs> then went straight to Yarmouth. Yeah. How was Dennis, by the way? You say the Camelot Inn? Oh, yeah. 
I can't remember how you did it. This is a Camelot. Yeah. Yeah. That, right. Well, yeah. I think I think listeners can probably piece together the whole thing just from based on the I'm sure clues they could. you just gave. We're going straight to Athol this weekend. Oh, I like that one. Nantucket is very close to making all beaches topless. There are currently beaches on the <clears throat> island where locals know them as clothing optional, but residents voting earlier this week, three twenty seven, yay to two forty two, nay. To make all beaches topless in Nantucket. The measure is called the Gender Equality on Beaches movement, and mm-hmm. it reads in part, quote, in order to promote equality for all persons, any person shall be allowed to be topless on any public or private beach within the town of Nantucket. I don't even like going topless at a beach. <laughs> me neither. And I and I like be I love a beach. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, beach is like one of my favorite things in the world. Right. I wear a shirt. I wore, you know, one of them, uh, those, those uh, swimming shirts. Me too. Because I don't think anybody on a beach needs to see anything I'm packing. Same here. Um, and I have been on topless beaches before. Mm-hmm. And at first, you're like, oh, wow, isn't that cool? And then after like an hour, you're going, did we bring enough sandwiches? Uh, can I have a snack now? Because you'd like, you know, after a while, it's like it's not a big deal anymore. Mm-hmm. Dorothy Stover drafted the measure for Nantucket and is calling it a, quote, top freedom movement for all genders. Ooh, a top freedom movement. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to um, beaches in foreign countries, you know, they're all topless. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, we're so hung up on seeing a like a boob in public, you know, mm-hmm. a woman who's maybe, you know, breastfeeding a baby. We, you know, we're so offended by that. Right? It's like, you know, why? What's the big whoop? You know, they're just... They're just breasts, right. they're just nipples. Right. They're really, nothing. Everybody but more has their small brown protuberances. That's exactly Everybody my point. Everybody have one. I've got them. You've got them. Mm-hmm. Some so, of us have more than two. We are so prude in this country in some areas, and then very progressive in others. There's a great ad that I shared with a, a lady that I'm dating. The uh, "I like it in the can" ad. Have you ever seen the Bud Light "I like it in the can" how, ad? How many dates have you been with this woman? You're already talking about it in the can. Enough. Enough. We're you know we're very. We're very forward. We're very... Um, really? Yes. And you're already talking about doing things we're, in the can. We're very direct. Wow. Have, have you ever seen the ad I'm talking about? The Bud Light in a lime in a can? Oh, yes. I like it in a can? Yes. Fantastic ad. It's been banned because apparently we're too prude here in the United States. Yeah, it doesn't make sense when the... Uh, you're right. They are hypocritical when it mm-hmm. comes to certain things. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an hilarious ad, by the yeah. way, if you've never seen it. Maybe we'll post it. On the Rock 102 Facebook page. Uh, one last story. I to won't g- get right to that. <laughs> okay, well, somebody might. Dale, who loves this show now, might get there. Yeah, maybe. Even with his brain you know injury. What? With Dale's brain injury, <laughs> uh, he could do that faster than I could right now. Hey, the uh, eggheads at MIT are at it again. The researchers there developed a portable desalination unit. Weighs less than 10 kilograms. It can remove particles and salts to generate drinking water from salt water. It's a suitcase-sized device, requires less power to operate than a cell phone charger, and can also be dr- driven by a small portable solar panel. So it automatically generates drinking water that exceeds the quality standards set down by the World Health Organization. Technology packaged into that user-friendly device I mentioned runs with just a push of a button. So we're close to turning salt water into drinking water, thanks to the guys and girls at MIT. Actually... For some parts of the world, clean drinking water is a rarity. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have so many, mm-hmm. you know, water-based, uh, you yep. know, contamination, you know, health issues around the world. I mean, 
theoretically, if they could actually make this uh, an affordable thing, yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, you you could you're talking about you know potentially saving lives, right? You know, I don't think uh, we realize how lucky we are to have like running water and plumbing and things That's like right. that. I yeah. was watching this uh, video on Reddit the other day under the category uh, "took too much." Right? Yeah, right. And there was this guy in like India or something who was clearly on bath salts or or one of those type of hallucinogenic type of things. He was rolling around in the gutter, and the gutters in I think India. I think that's where the video was from. Right. Uh, they're like the old toilets. Like that's the sewage goes through the gutter. Ew. And this guy Ew. was rolling around. In the sewage, doing all kind of, like thinking somebody was behind him, and he kept slapping his elbow into the muck. Yeah, it was disgusting. But I watched the entire two minutes of it. Well, well you want to see what the what yeah. the uh, the ending was? Yeah, any I didn't know it was going to happen. Like maybe he was going to find something, like I a pony. Yeah, he didn't find a ring or anything. Uh. Oh, I found your ring. <laughs> Somebody's high school ring from 1977. It's 7.44 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next and now hear this. A fight breaks out at a particular store in South Carolina where you just got back from on vacation. Steve, you missed it. Don't remind me that I was in South Carolina because now I'm here. Now, <laughs> well, we have to now he's missing it. Yeah. We'll get to it coming up next on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, this Saturday is the 148th running of the Roses, the Kentucky Derby at Churchill Downs, billed as the most exciting two minutes in sports. I would argue that the proceeding two-minute warning in the Super Bowl, probably the most exciting two minutes in sports, but I suppose if you're a horse, then the two minutes that you get We'll decide uh, whether you're either put out to stud for the rest of your life and matched up with the nicest-looking fillies in town or get a one-way ticket to a glue factory, then I suppose those two minutes at the Derby can be pretty exciting for you. This year, of course, there are three horses that everybody is fixated on. There's Zandon at 3-1 to one odds, Epicenter at 7-2, to two, and Messier at 8-1. to one. What I'm fixated on is the fact that there are eight horses in this field that are listed as having virtually no chance of winning whatsoever. There are eight horses currently listed at 30 to 1 odds. To me, what's the point? Are you entering a half-rate horse so you can tell everybody they ran in the Kentucky Derby? That's like saying you ran the Boston Marathon and finished four days later. That's like saying you were a Woodstock, but not until 1974. So what happens if you drop 20 bucks on a horse like Tis the Bomb at 30 to 1 odds? Well, according to my best calculations, you would lose $20. But if that horse were to win at 30 to 1 odds, uh, who, uh, how, how, what would you take home? I would probably take home an ambulance, but first to a hospital, because the shock of winning on a horse at 30 to 1 odds would be enough to blow my ventricles out. Listen, I'm a saver, not a gambler. If you want to drop your money on a long shot, let her rip. And if you want to get all cranked up on mint juleps, which really aren't all that great to begin with, then I'm going to let uh, that be your business. All I know is that the Kentucky Derby has been taking up two minutes at a time for the last 148 years, which, if my math is correct, takes uh, has taken up 296 minutes, which is just under five hours, slightly longer than today's show. And I'm going to blow money on something like that? I don't think so. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's not only has the best grill, grills, Weber and the Traeger and the Big Green Egg, Rocky's got very every grilling implement and accessory you'll ever need. Up your grilling game today. 
at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware, your grilling destination. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock one. Rock one two. Springfield's classic rock. It's seven fifty one. And White Snake with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 72. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 66. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. At 7.51. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm sorry to hear that. Great neck noise, dude. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one, my Sharona from the Knack getting a special makeover for today's holiday. Would you like a little beer to start the fun? On the 5th of May, we all drink Corona. There you go. You can thank me for that. On the Wild Wacky 102 Morning Show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I knew you guys would appreciate that in that fashion. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are we having anything special? Are we having margaritas? I know we're having a special guest next hour, right? Yeah, we have a guest coming in from Mexicalito. Is he um, Is he bringing anything? Better. I don't. I I didn't set that part. Well, up. I don't know. I don't know if he is or not. But you know, it is uh, it is Cinco de Mayo, and you know, we haven't really done anything yet you know, to really celebrate it. A tostito would be nice. Yes, it would. Or I would two. love that. Tacos for everybody. You know what? I got like six bags of scoops multigrain Tostitos mm-hmm. in my in my kitchen. I should have brought them in today. What are yeah. you doing with six bags? Because my sister brought them for my girlfriend. Oh. Uh, because you couldn't oh. get these particular ones up here. Yep. So now I got six bags. Now I gotta have a big party. So now, what would have been a celebratory fiesta is now a party of sadness. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay, how about that? that is I'll be something. drinking margaritas alone tonight. and eating a lot of chips. Yeah, a lot of chips. There was another party of sadness going on in South Carolina recently. A fight broke out. Two employees injured, taken to a hospital after the brawl occurred at a Krispy Kreme, all because there was one particular donut the store didn't have. Here's Courtney Bowling, the niece of one of the victims at the Krispy Kreme in South Carolina. He pushed Lester down. He hit his head. Betty came running out. One of them hit her in the back of the head, and she fell. She has bleeding on her brain still. Um, she has a lot of bruises, a black eye, you know, bruise on her cheek. To hurt another human being over a donut, that's just wild to me. Yeah, her relative in the hospital all because of that. You know, as as, uh, as, uh, as weird as it may sound, mm-hmm. uh, I could see braining somebody over a donut. I would not uh, start a violent action over a Krispy Kreme. Mm. I'm sorry. Just I couldn't do it. To me, it's a, it's like the most overrated donut in the world. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I've tried it once. I, I, I'm not a donut guy anyway, and it, it's nothing special. I, you know, I mean, I, I like donuts. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but it's like, uh, you know, of all the donuts I've had, they're just, mm, okay. You know, as long as we're on that, the Five Guys Burgers, to me, eh. Now, yeah. you know, I like the fries, and I like the fact that, you know, you can make your own. You get, like, unlimited soda and stuff like that, but the burgers themselves at Five Guys... Eh, they're okay. There's uh, that place up at the top of the hill in West Springfield, the uh, American Classic Burgers. Yeah. That's a good place because that's kind of like a Five Guys. They, I have not been there. Well, you got to go because it's like one of those gluttonous, uh, 
you know, I'm sure they don't. You know, I don't think they have calorie counts on the menu well, like they, they do at Five Guys. Right? It, you know, do they have do, that really? The calorie counts at Five Guys? I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, dude. It's like the the worst one is like fifteen hundred calories for like one hamburger. Right. It's you know <laughs> the way you get it made with bacon gotcha. and, and all yeah. this other stuff mm-hmm. on it, but. Uh, yeah, that that the uh, American Classic Burger. That's a that's a good place. Up I'll there. tell you what, and I you mean, know what, Seven Bees has good burgers too. I w- you know they do have good burgers. Yeah, they do. Chef Jeff in the kitchen always uh always cooking up. The oh, water. Chef Jeff always serving up the great. You know what? You know what they? I uh, I went there the other night uh, to Seven Bees. Yeah, they have the buffalo chicken dip. Yeah, is like it's like crack. And when Did, I asked Chef Jeff, uh, what do you do, put a crack in this? And he goes, why, do you do a lot of crack that you would know what it tastes like? Did you tell him Steve Nagel sent you? I did. Did you get anything for it? I got the best goddamn buffalo yeah, chicken right. dip around. It was Not like it was like that. melting your mouth creamy. Uh, it like was that. so good. boy. Clip number three. See if you guys can figure out what the hell this is. Anyone? I'm gonna say it's the Blue Man Group. It's a good guess. Is it uh, "Bring the Funk, Bring the Noise"? It is not. Well, first of all, what song is it? It's the song from the Star Wars thing. Yes, right? whatever yeah, that is. Right. Yes, yeah. the Cantina Band. This is being performed by a group called the Harvard Undergrad Drummers, or Thud, the Harvard Undergrad Drummers. Whew, $86,000 a year to send your kid to Harvard. And yep. Now they're beating on PVC piping with mallets. <laughs> We're celebrating a May the 4th Be With You contest, Mom. <laughs> uh, they're banging out their percussive version of that uh, classic from Star Wars on something called Boom Whackers. These are Boom Whackers. Yeah, it, 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 like uh, you know, the Blue Man Group does this yeah. kind of the same thing. Yeah. Nevertheless, um,. <laughs> It's $86,000 a year to send your kid to Harvard right. for them to do that. Right. The MIT guys and girls yeah. are working on turning salt water into drinking yeah. water. While you should be working on becoming a doctor <laughs> yes. or a lawyer. The Harvard people, not so much. Clip number four quickly, Bart Scott, the former Jets star, on first take on ESPN, just going off on the Patriots and Bill Belichick. He got a C, right? Tell me what draft that Bill Belichick has, has ever hit. Or he's always getting a C, but 12 was always able to cover it up. What was his big move? Cole Strange? I had to listen. I was covering the draft. I had to look through my, through my pamphlet and even figure out who the hell he was. He could have got him in the third round. Listen, the entire division has passed the Patriots. At some point, the Big Bad Wolf ain't the Big Bad Wolf no more. So, yeah, they're the Big Bad Wolf. They look the same, but when they open their mouth, they got no teeth. They all bark. They no bite. And we thought that mac and cheese was the second coming of Tom Brady. Please. Are you done? Are you done, Bart Scott? Is he? Yeah. Good. Because I don't know about you, mm-hmm. I hope that Cole Strange becomes one of the greatest linemen in NFL history. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm hoping to shut morons up like like uh, like Bart Scott. The new John Hanna, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Shut that guy up. Because, yep. you know, Bill Belichick has forgotten more football than Bart, Start, uh, Bart, Star, <laughs> Bart, Bart Scott will ever remember. Yeah. So... Take that, uh, take the other that. Yeah, I'm, I've been sick what? all week. What? What? I've been say? sick all week. <laughs> Are you high? Do no. You wanna, do you want to get high? Yeah, maybe. All right. Do you need your inhaler? <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. Yeah. 758. So we've got the 102 second sports coming up next. And then next hour, we've got 
Tommy Cross, the defenseman from the Springfield Thunderbirds, and your chance to win tickets to an upcoming playoff game from Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-12 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. What is this music? This is the, uh, well, this is the hockey theme they're using on uh, one of the major networks. It is? Yeah. Huh. So I'm uh, I'm ripping that off because I think for the very first time that I, uh, he hung up. Uh, the very first time that I can recall, we're actually going to be giving away Springfield hockey playoff tickets. I'm sure we've given them away in the past. I have no yeah, recollection. Yeah, we gave them away uh, Tuesday, ever doing Okay, but that, but but I'm talking about we're talking about me here. Okay, we're talking about the, what I've experienced. Yeah, Steve, do you want to give Tommy a call back? Here's his number. Here, I, it, uh, yeah, let me. Uh, yeah, don't do don't call it on Steve on uh, Dave's phone. Right. Yeah, call it on the actual phone. We're and, we're having a little a few connection issues. <laughs> we dropped out what three four times there during. Yeah. Last song. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, yeah. uh, we'll be able to get them on. But yes, and and in in my recollection, mm-hmm. I don't recall the last time that we had <laughs> Springfield hockey playoff tickets to give away, other than this year, which is remarkable. They're doing a great job. I've been to a few games, and the Mass Mutual Center has been virtually packed every time. The T Birds have played great. The team and Nate Costa and all his uh, employees do a great job of presenting the game, you know, because that's part of the fun. And that's really any, you know, when you, especially a minor league franchise, baseball, hockey, whatever, it's yep. how you present the action. Minor league sports can be, can be tough. Yeah. And, and hockey, you know, can sometimes tend to be a niche sport for some people, mm-hmm. but the people who are fans are very passionate about it. And, and they've been supporting uh, the, the Thunderbirds for a while now. And I think, I think we got them. Uh, Tommy, how are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. How are you? Good. I don't know. Tommy Cross from the, uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds. I don't know what the connection problem is. I, don't, I mean, are you uh, traveling in dead spots right now? Uh, I don't know. I'm on my way to the rink, uh, my normal route. So I'm not uh, I'm not the biggest phone guy. It could be my phone. I'm yeah. not sure. I would prefer to blame you than us. <laughs> What's, okay, what, service, you. what service <laughs> uh, can you afford on that hockey team there? What, what, uh, what's the carrier you <laughs> I got AT and T. Oh, that's why. That's why. What, that's why. what would those people know about know from phones? <laughs> don't Man. don't believe these idiots, Tommy. Just forge ahead. So, what do I got to do? Do I got to do I got to change it? Yeah, you should go to Verizon or something more uh, efficient. <laughs> like they're, they're gonna go but, back and change everything he's got. By the way, this segment brought to you by AT and T. So I want to ask you about the the, the playoff situation here because um, I mean I'm looking at the AHL website trying to figure out uh, exactly how they do it. The first round is a is a best of three game series. Is that correct? Yeah, and that's going on right now. That's going on right now. So Providence lost to Bridgeport, and so Bridgeport's taking on Charlotte. You're waiting now for the winner of the uh, the Hershey Wilkesbury series, which begins on Friday. Am I am I getting that right? 
Uh, yeah, I, I believe that we'll, we'll play the winner of uh, Hershey Wilkes, and I'm not quite sure when their series starts, but Friday sounds about right. All right, and then so when will you know who, which opponent you get and what day you'll be playing? When will you know at the latest or early or earliest? Sunday uh, or Monday, right? Yeah, I mean, we'll have to wait for, for that Hershey and Wilkes-Barre series to conclude. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it's a quick, hopefully one of the teams wins uh, two games to none. Right. And then, um, and then we'll know. I think they already have scenarios listed where we'll either start next Tuesday or next Wednesday, depending on how long their series goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, one small caveat is that if Hershey wins, then I believe we start on the road in Hershey for two games and then come home for three. If Wilkes-Barre wins, then we start at home for three in a row and then go down there for two. And, and that's just based on building availability. They have to be flexible with both teams. Do you care which team you get? Uh, to be honest, at this point, no. <clears throat> I think uh, both of those teams are actually really good teams. They had strong second halves. They, they have different strengths. Um, you know, you follow it like Pittsburgh is, is having some goaltending issues in the NHL, so I think that affects their goaltending in the American League. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that will affect their series, but... At this point, I mean, we're going to see a good team regardless. Um, I know you mentioned Bridgeport beat Providence in the play-in round, and that just shows the parity. I mean, Bridgeport finished 23rd in the AHL out of 31 teams, so, and then they went on to beat a good Providence team. So everyone can beat everyone. Uh, so we're excited to know. I mean, it helps to know that uh, Bridgeport advanced, so we not, we got to narrow it down to two teams rather than three. Well, I mean, everyone can beat everybody except Hartford and Lehigh Valley since they didn't go. But uh, but Wilkes-Barre <laughs> and Hershey are you know, pretty evenly matched. Themse- I mean, that would wind up being a pretty good series, you know, one way or another. I mean, they both had you know virtually the same uh, you know record at the end of the at, at the end of the season, and you guys you won almost like I think nine games, you know, seven or eight games more than, uh, than either one of them did. So I mean, you know, on paper, regardless who wins, you know, the Thunderbirds still have the edge. Yeah, we'll feel we'll feel confident regardless of who we play, um, and it's it's interesting those two teams because they're so close, uh, they're located so close together. They play each other like twelve times a season. They play each other preseason. Uh oh, do we lose him? I think I think we lost them again. Damn it! Yeah, uh, well, well, never well no, nevertheless, I, yes. Um, oh, kind of like how the playoffs are going to end abruptly and uh, with no with dead silence. Well, hopefully for the other team. Not for the t- not for the T Birds. We do have T Birds playoff tickets to give away. Yeah, and in fact, uh, let me just uh, call it up. Yeah, we have a uh, the the Thunderbird four pack of playoff tickets. It, it includes um, you <laughs> again. You're going to win uh, tickets to the game, either game one or game two of the playoffs, wherever it will be. It's a mm-hmm. four pack of tickets. Uh, you'll also receive uh, four hats, four no, koozies. No, 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 That's one winner oh, per week. One winner. One winner I is going to win back. out of all the winners this week. Thank you very much for pointing yes. that out. So one winner this week will be chosen at random uh, to receive a Thunderbird prize pack. That's four hats, four koozies, four rally towels, four tickets on the glass, four hot dog and soda vouchers, and a ride on the Zamboni. Woo! Oh, man. Oh, man. With Tommy Cross. No, 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 I think he'll be. Uh, See, that should have been part of the deal. Yeah, but Tommy will be in the in the locker room yelling at his players, uh, either you know, yeah. to to pump them up or you know whatever. But two nine three one zero two one tenth caller is going to at least win tickets. Wouldn't it be weird if Tommy Cross was caller ten because he's trying to call back? <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> yeah. But it's he's call. He would be calling on a different line. So anyway, good luck. 
to you. Right. So you're calling to win the tickets to the game and then the chance for tomorrow's drawing at the huge prize. That's right. right. There you have it. All All right. right. 293-1021. It's 820. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Hey, it's... That's Rock on Rap 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. We're back, Steve and Dave. Good morning. Wouldn't be surprised if we had a rat problem around this building. Right. Well, we got everything. We do. It's yeah. called sales. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, oh, man. Oh. Listen to you. And here we are getting along with everybody. Oh. Yeah. Well, hopefully yeah. hopefully that'll be fixed with the uh, Mexican food we're going to get shortly, right? I don't know if we're getting food. I oh. just know that uh, I just know that uh, Antonio from Mexicalito will be here. It is, after all, uh, Cinco de Mayo, mm-hmm. which means the internet and uh, the uh, social medias will be loaded with pictures of people putting mayonnaise in a sink it is not that at all so let's not even try yeah we did that wacky promotion one time at a radio station years ago we had people like dig- digging their hands into big vats of mayonnaise yeah, on we, Cinco all de Mayo. we all did that and you know that's uh, that cultural mm-hmm. appropriation type of thing for the benefit of uh, prizes and yep. ratings really uh, really did mean something back then <clears throat> so thankfully we're not doing that this year I we're guess. not uh, we're not ruining any mayonnaise because you're right. You know, who can afford it? Well, we could ruin uh, your least favorite version of that, the Miracle Whip, and start yeah, use Miracle Whip. Listen, if you're, if you're putting your hands in that, that's probably the, that's some of the least of the problems that are going into a jar of Miracle Whip. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll be uh, talking to Antonio a little bit later on this hour, and we have news next on Rock 102. Here's your We're back, Stephen Dave, on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you're traded or not, it's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. Investigation at Springfield High School of Science and Technology. A teacher being investigated for an alleged inappropriate relationship with a student after some troubling text exchanges surfaced earlier this week on social media. According to school committee member Christopher Collins, he confirmed that he received word from administrators that a teacher had been placed on leave for the inappropriate behavior. According to the superintendent of schools for Springfield High School of Te- Science and Technology, Daniel Warwick, he's not, in, he's not discussing the investigation citing no. privacy laws. Privacy. Yes, that too. In accordance with Lynn, Car- uh, Lynn Clark's contract, as the superintendent of Chicopee Public Schools, she's no longer carrying out those responsibilities officially. They made it official yesterday. The school committee there in Chicopee making she carrying the out those decisions unofficially. Well, I, I guess until they make it completely official, it's unofficial. And so now it's official that Alvin Morton will continue to fulfill his duties as mm. acting superintendent for Chicopee Public Schools, and he'll be doing that at least through June 30th. What was Alvin Morton's, uh, who was his preference for police chief in uh, Chicopee? Doesn't say, and it doesn't say whether or not he had a burner phone to conduct some of those interviews. <laughs> I mean... I mean, if uh, you know Lynn Clark thinks she's got some sort of say in this deal, why didn't uh, why wouldn't the acting com- uh, superintendent of schools feel the same way? Maybe. I think everybody should have a vote. He's not a cop. Well, you don't know. No, he's not a cop. No, that's why she would only have a say if he was a cop. She's the badge bunny. I see. Yes. Well, be that Isn't as it, it may. Uh, wasn't it that song "Badge Bunny, Badge Bunny"? There on the sand from July to the end of September. I think that's Beach, Beach Bunny. Bunny. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. But, but a we, good Beach song, Baby, nevertheless. We, we, maybe we should do a parody, though. No, we should not. No? No. Okay, I'll do it then. I'll take the hit. You know what? Do that All right. and then play it. Listen, right. you can, we're not going to have you be the mass hat two days in a row. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it just shouldn't be that way. I'm willing to be the mass hat every single day. 
Oh, that's a little self-congratulatory, don't you think? I think a little bit. <laughs> all of a sudden you're making it about you. If it helps the ratings, I'll do anything. So, as long as we're talking about Alvin Morton and Lynn Clark and burner phones and cell phones at Chicopee High School, how about the cell phones that students have been forced to place in those baggies? How is that doing? You know, they got those magnetic cell phone pouches about a month ago. The Chicopee High School folks apparently contracting with a California company called Yonder, Y-O-N-D-R, without the E. Yonder manufactures the special cell phone pouches, and they've been using them for about a month now. And so Western Mass News did an update speaking with Chicopee High School principal, Carol Cruiser, and she provided an update on this pilot program. And she says it's too early to call it a success or a failure, but so far, she says, she likes what she has seen. According to teachers, they're reporting that kids are more attentive in class and engagement is way up. All right. Well, obviously, if you if the kids are going to be, uh, they don't have the thing they want to be distracted by. Mm-hmm. The only thing left to do is to pay attention and learn stuff. Imagine that. Well, that's not what education's about. Education is about hanging with your friends, not paying attention, getting into mischief. Smoke a dope by the window, according yes. to your story from earlier. Isn't that's what it was for us. Mm-hmm. We're not encouraging high school children to uh, smoke dope by the window. Just to be clear. I mean, we are. Right. Just to be clear. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, that kid only went to jail for 10 years. I mean, it, it could have <laughs> he could have been, you've gotten a lot worse. But he probably learned a great lesson while in jail, and so it all worked out. I, I think he learned a trade. <laughs> it's an education. I, From what way. I understand, he makes some of the best license plates that uh, the Dighton Rehoboth Regional High School alumni <laughs> have ever seen. So uh, the initiative, by the way, was a little costly for Chicopee High School to provide the students with these baggies that they would lock their phones up in. It's a two-year program with a price tag of over $16,000. Crazy. Well, all you have to do is get a, rid of a couple of music or art programs in school, and it's all paid for. Sure. Uh, some students interviewing or interviewed said that it worked pretty cool and that they are actually studying more, while other students have said, you know what? A lot of us are finding a workaround to this. Of course they are. Kids are very resourceful. At another school, Springfield Renaissance School, they got bad lunches. According to 22 News, there was a photograph of some inedible lunches. They talked to a mom who said the pictures came from her disgusted daughter who took the photographs with her cell phone. And the photographs showed mold, discoloration, and under-quality standards to the food at Springfield Renaissance School. Now, I'm looking at some of these pictures. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from to the untrained eye, sure, it may not look that good, but you just eat around the mold. <laughs> Is that what you do? Well, yeah. I mean, how much does it cost to get a hot lunch at, uh, at, at the Renaissance School? Probably two bucks. Two bucks. Yeah. You know, back in my day, we spent 35 cents. And it was disgusting back then, too. Mm-hmm. And we always ate around the mold. Did you Did you have mold? Uh, occasionally, there would be a spot or two that was questionable. We're more likely to have spoiled milk. We had a lot, yeah. either spoiled milk or partially frozen milk. See, if there were mold on my food when I was, oh, I don't know, 10 years old, 12 years, I wouldn't have noticed. I would have had it. I would have eaten it all by the you time. Got, I, you got an immune system. Let right? it do its job. Sure. What could, what could possibly go wrong with a little contamination of the food? Yeah, you're building your immune system. Yes, that's how young bodies survive. Springfield Renaissance School, by the way, gets their meals from a third-party source called Homegrown Springfield. That's homegrown mold right there. Mm-hmm. 
And you could use it as a science experiment, Did, did anybody too. ask homegrown Springfield what the dealio? Didn't ask in this article, according to 22 News. I mean, I'm seeing like a little happy face waffle, mm-hmm. a little bit of mold on it, and what looks like a uh, breakfast sausage. This must be part of the uh, the preschool breakfast program. Mm-hmm. Uh, lovingly uh, covered in cellophane and microwaved to your perfection. Mm-hmm. Well, again, you could use it as part of a science experiment, too. So you, you eat around the mold, uh-huh. get your nourishment, and then ship the rest of it with the mold off to science class, and it doubles down for that. See? Science. The uh, maple waffles with pork sausage. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. It's got a little, a little smiley face on it. Uh, pancakes with sliced apples. Or uh, egg and cheese on an English muffin. Mm-hmm. I'm reading the breakfast menu. Yeah. This is the Springfield Public Schools. It sounds uh, delicious. But isn't Renaissance school like a charter school? Or is that uh, public school? I don't even know. Well, no, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Mm. You know what? I'm not going to pretend I know what I, I'm talking about. Well, I didn't know. That's why I was asking. But I'm not going to give you a BS answer. Well, it, um, um, Springfield Public Schools. So, yeah, it's still under the... Uh, it's still under the district, so hmm, makes you wonder. April 15th has come and gone, tax deadline day. And I think what it was technically it was like April 18th, right, for us because of, uh, because of uh, Patriots Day? Yes. Massachusetts. Well, anyway, if you filed your taxes with TurboTax, you might be getting something back because Intuit, the owner of TurboTax, is having to cut a big check for $141 million to pay consumers who were duped. By the company's promises of free tax services. You know, you might have seen the ads, TurboTax, free, free, free. Apparently, that was all a scam. And they're paying up to the tune of $141 million nationwide. Massachusetts will receive $2.3 million of that $141 million to disperse to tens of thousands of eligible consumers who were allegedly deceived into paying to file their federal tax returns with TurboTax. So if you file with TurboTax, you might have something coming back. You're Thirty bucks. Yeah, right. For every year you used it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if I used it for five years, uh, hundred fifty bucks. You got a sweet hundred and fifty bucks. Well, mm-hmm. it's not too yeah. bad. And some really bad advice. But if you thought that you were getting it for free the first year, yeah, would you even bother going back for the second year? When you found out you were charged, I would say no. No, so they're probably only getting $30 check. They said, you said millions of people. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's tens of thousands of people here in Massachusetts. Right, but I'm saying there's millions of people across the country that use this. Sure, I guess. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. It is crazy. Uh, The settlement, by the way, was signed by the attorneys general of all 50 states as well as the District of Columbia. More like an unsettlement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, Boston had a problem earlier this week at the Edison Power Station, located at 776 Summer Street in South Boston. First responders working yesterday to free multiple people after a structural collapse at a former power plant. People are okay. They're all out. The building, or a portion of it, a floor had collapsed around 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon. The city plans to renovate this site and turn it into a mixed-use space of residential units, offices, retail locations, and a hotel. Well, about time. I would say so. Wait for the building to collapse, and then you decide to turn it into a mixed-use facility. It's the the renewal program in Springfield. (laughs) Just let it collapse by itself, and then we'll rebuild. It really is the the best way to do it. Just wait, wait, wait. 
it'll it'll all crumble. (laughs) Got a list of seven things we're wasting money on, according to CNN. Subscriptions we don't use. Anyone? Got anything you're just like sitting there that you don't use, whether it's a magazine or a um, an app or a streaming service that you don't use? I know yeah, I do. I know. I, I think I got a couple that uh, yeah. I wouldn't even know how to cancel. I what I got. I know. Uh, sale items you don't need. People are tempted to buy things they don't really need because, oh, hey, there's a sale. I'm going to grab that. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, if you feel like you're saving money, you're almost willing to spend more for it ATM, or buy more of it. ATM fees also on the list, food waste, extended warranties, overpaying for insurance, and credit card interest. Those are the seven things we're all wasting too much money on. ATM fees are the biggest load of bull right? Uh, ever. Uh, you can't tell me that it, it costs you know, $3.50 for a computer to work a transaction for you to get money, like if you didn't use your bank. Right, so if yeah. I go to uh, Webster Bank and then I take money out and they're like, well, it's $3.50, do you want to do this? And you say yes. So then they charge you $3.50 for the privilege of using their machine. Did it cost them $3.50 to transfer that money to your to that machine? Let me ask you this, because I, 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 I can't say that I have personally ever done it, but if I were to transfer uh, electronically mm-hmm. from home... Um, money from one bank to another. Do I get charged the same fee as it would be to use a another bank's ATM? That's a good question. Thank you. You know what? And then we could say, let's talk to a banker. But then we're opening up this uh, thing. We don't. We don't want to open up this. Steve, uh, get and- Andorra's box. Yeah, I think you mean Pandora. <laughs> uh, she had one too. Get me. Uh, get me, Mister Drysdale or uh, Miss Jane Hathaway tomorrow on the show. I think that's not going to happen. Are you sure? I'm sure. All right, they're busy. Fine. It's eight forty four with back Steve and Dave on Rock one hundred two. We got a special guest coming up next, right? Yes, yes. we do. Uh, from uh, Mexicalito, uh, Antonio is going to be here. We're going to talk about uh, Cinco uh, de Mayo. It's eight forty four on Rock one hundred two. Back in the day when I was a plumber, feels classic rock. It's eight forty nine, and Jimi Hendrix with back Steve and Dave on Rock one hundred two. We got a special guest in the studio here, and uh, you know we had a story earlier about two people fighting over a donut that was missing at a Krispy Kreme in South Carolina. Well, maybe this guy has a particular menu item that people fight over at his place. <laughs> Antonio Marcus from uh, Mexicalito and Amherst is in the studio. It's good to see you. Hey, how you doing, guys? How are you? And happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everyone. Yeah. Now, is do you have a menu item that uh, you know you would stick a guy for? Well, today we gotta get a uh, hopefully the tequila. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, the the problem with uh, with tequila is uh, the first nine shots go down so well, but <laughs> the re- the remaining five always seem to those are the ones that are most regrettable. It's like you always <laughs> say, I wish I should shouldn't have had that last two. Well, well, you know, it's all it's always you you can get a a margarita to to get it better, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we were we were talking uh, you know before we went on. Um, you know, there's a there's a bunch of uh, you know Mexican restaurants in in Amherst, but uh, you are one of the only or one of the few that's actually doing authentic Mexican. And for people that may not know that there's a difference, uh, having had both, I got to it's, it's an enormous difference between the Americanized version of Mexican, uh, Mexican cuisine and the real stuff. It's the real stuff. That's actually fantastic. Right, right, right. Well, you know, we, we try to, to make everything fresh and that I think it has a difference when you put all the the love and making all the tortillas at the moment is a challenge, but 
It, it really wanted. Well, you make the tortillas yourself too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are wow. we talking? We're talking about uh, today. There were like uh, some, you know, yes. women in in some parts of Mexico spent five hours a day grinding the just, tortillas, just grinding yeah. corn yeah. all yeah. day. Yep, 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 yeah. Well, you know, we we got this uh, the masa the masa machine to make it, and we got the a tortilla machine because make it at the moment it was really, really, really hard. Uh, but we got this tortilla machine that came to like really cool to you just put it on the grill yeah and you got all the flavor do, mm. do you know you make corn and flour or just corn uh just corn good it's a hundred percent yeah yeah free uh just corn tortillas mm-hmm. yeah that's good that's mm-hmm. that's the good stuff mm-hmm. sure that's the good stuff right there <laughs> what's the uh what's the backstory about cinco de mayo what's the uh, well the cinco de mayo about? actually uh in mexico it's um it's not a big day it's only in puebla though mm-hmm. the batalla de puebla it was when the french tried to conquist mexico but it's not a big, big day because it was a really short fight. And But here in the U.S., it's big because um, back in the day, like I, I don't know, remember it was in the 80s or before, uh, the Cesar Chavez, he makes a, the sure. biggest strike in the, in the history for the U.S. for the farmers. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was in Cinco de Mayo. That's why all the Hispanic population celebrates Cinco de Mayo here. So it was so like, I, yeah. I thought it was like our, like our Boston Tea Party where you're throwing mayonnaise into the river and they're like, Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> no, no, nothing like not that. that. I, and I always thought it was like a... Like an Americanized holiday, kind of brought together by I don't know, like divorced women who wanted to get drunk on margaritas one night and eat nachos. I mean, I just, well, I take it. Yeah, no, I mean it's great for business. It's great for business, but I mean it is it, it is interesting. I mean it's uh, you know May fifth, eighteen sixty two, the Mexicans beat the living snot out of France, and you know what? It's not that hard to do to be French. The, the French, you know, really, no, no, when really you think about it, yeah. they usually they they usually uh, you know surrender without uh, much of a fight but so yeah but that's i mean that's uh, an interesting historical fact yeah, it is it yep. is you know but at the end of the day um you know fighting is not that good no it's not <laughs> no and that's why we celebrate with tequila that's exactly. it yeah. right not a single fight has ever happened <laughs> because right. someone was drunk on tequila now where were you born in what, what town tell um, us a little bit about your your beginnings uh, so i'm from guadalajara jalisco so i born there in 1989 so i i was there for my whole life mm-hmm. i came here five years ago my, my wife is um she's american mm-hmm. so she went to study spanish back there and that's how i met her and she was with me for eight years we got the first baby and we decided to move to the u.s and, and how yeah. big of a town is it guadalajara did you say or? yes it's huge it's yeah. the second biggest city in the in mexico okay yeah. and it's, mm-hmm. it's really really big it's actually the land of tequila and mariachi <laughs> yeah really? there you go all right there you go so, uh, when did you open the uh, the restaurant, Mexicalito? Uh, we opened uh, almost a year ago. Uh, we opened at the end of July, and it was you know it was really good. When we start winter, hit us like really hard. Nobody wants to go out in winter. <laughs> yeah. But uh, spring is coming, and everybody's coming out again. So nice. I give we're you, excited. I, I give you credit. You know, uh, a, a guy opening up a restaurant in the middle of a pandemic oh, yeah. <laughs> and still around after a year, man. Right. I, I mean, yeah. Obviously, he's doing awesome. something Thank right. Yeah. It, That's it, it great. Was, it was a challenge. It is a challenge. It's still a challenge, you know. But uh, I think we can we can do it good, and we can be growing little by little. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's. I mean, every restaurant owner that I know, you know, there. I mean, this has been a, a real tough time, but people, you know, because you know things have re- relaxed over you know, several times throughout the last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're seeing that the the numbers are coming back, and yep. the people are really, you know, excited to get out and try new places and maybe places they've they've oh, yeah. they've never been. Yeah, we got really really different menu uh, because we we specialize in tacos. But we got uh, different cocktails too. So, okay. yeah. so I'm creating 
uh, I take a little cruise with Mixology in Mexico with a couple of guys there, mm. and I learn like 20 drinks. Wow, <laughs> and I'm nice. bringing here all in the same day. Did you have to yeah. try oh, them all in on one oh day? Oh my god, it was hard, but it was <laughs> it was like three days, <laughs> three days in a row. Like, oh my god, I can't do it. Because you got to perfect your mistakes yeah, too. Exactly, I mean, you can't you, you exactly. can't just like one and done, right? right? You got <laughs> to make sure you're doing it perfectly. And then he got sick like you did the last few days. Wow, well, <laughs> yeah, not like not just like me. <laughs> But you uh, say you, you you specialize in tacos. Is is, yep. is that like the the signature dish? Yeah. Well, you know we're we're considered more like a taqueria mm-hmm. more than Mexican restaurant. Yeah, we we still got some other stuff, but uh, we got about thirteen different kind of tacos. And thirteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We got like a I. You know, in Mexico, we got tacos for breakfast, tacos for oh. lunch, and tacos for dinner. Mm. So I choose all of it, and I put it together. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> you know? That yeah, sounds like heaven. funny. I don't see any breakfast tacos Or a margarita. Next time. Next time. Next time. Let me just ask you this real quick, because obviously you make authentic Mexican uh, cuisine. Tell me, what's the difference between those like El Paso hard taco shells? Because any yeah. Mexican, authentic Mexican restaurant I've been to, they don't have those. Yeah, it's no. not. I don't know. I think uh, it was because uh, Taco Bell make it really popular. I guess mm-hmm. yeah. right. And Taco Bell. Yeah. Bell. Well. Yeah. Well. You know, I hear a story though when back in the day when the Mexicans crossed the border, they start making. They they tried to make this food, but they only found ground beef. Yeah. So that's how it became this taco. And I, actually, I got one taco that calls the fluffy taco, the American taco. <laughs> we got with ground beef, lettuce, tomato, and gotcha. sour cream. Yeah. It, it's good. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's good. good. Right. I'm, I'm sure, sure it's good. Yeah. It's Everything delicious. that came out from that kitchen is really good. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but the, 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 the difference, what you guys do, as opposed to, like you say, the yeah. old El Paso yeah, taco. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the, what's, what goes in it is every bit as important as the shell. Yeah, and, and well, you know, I think it, it was just because uh, a lot of people like the hard shell here. We got a, our version in Mexico, but it's not a, it's not like a taco. It's more like flat. Yeah, we call it tostada. You know, and I had one that calls the volcanes. That goes with the tostada, refried beans. Uh, we put guacamole, mm-hmm. any kind of meat that you choose in the menu. And we put cheese on the top, so it's nice. God damn it, that sounds good. <laughs> that sounds really. What the good. hell are we yeah, doing? I'm getting hungry. I know. I'm getting really hungry. Well, uh, so what do you got going on for uh, for today? today. Good well, today we're we're gonna try to push more our premium tequilas because you know, um, as you know, guys, I'm from Guadalajara and I know a lot of tequila from <laughs> from tequila. <laughs> I've been in training forever, <laughs> and I, 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 I want to show like people. Other kind of tequilas, and if you want to make a, your margarita with a reposado or añejo, you're gonna show, you're gonna notice the difference. You know, a lot of people tell you like, oh no, if you mix it, it's not that good. But if you mix it well, you can you can feel the taste. Good deal. You know? And we don't do any sour mix. We do our margaritas with fresh lime squids, mm. some uh, agave, and. The, the, the flavor that you choose. God and damn good it. Look, that's great. Right. He's doing it again. Yeah. He's doing it again. <laughs> you, you guys need to go. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we will. Well, Antonio Marcus from uh, Mexicalito and Amherst, it's good to see you and best of luck tonight. Thank and you. Uh, you know, we'll, the Baxendales will be up. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. It's uh, just about 8.59 with Back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Live in concert.